Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. PushPlayPods.com. The following is a podcast presentation from Forecast Media. You are now tuned into the most ignorant podcast in America. This is the Unemployment Line. I'm the DOK, and I'm sitting here with my main man, Larry P. What you got to say, my man? Uh, so we still in the month of January. And as I said, <laughs> I'm going to be releasing grievances for the entire month of January. I need y'all to understand that. Um, so we have literally two more shows in the month of January that are going to get released. This week, I'm going to just let y'all know, man, it's 2024. We got to stop supporting Lauren Hill. Mmm. Gotta stop supporting them. I mean, like, it's 2024, y'all. That when that album came out. 1998. Uh, uh, 1998, y'all. Come on, y'all. Stop paying for them tickets. What's crazy is it was somebody was um online talking about. So, so what you're trying to tell me is y'all consider this woman an all-time great, a legend. Mm-hmm. She got one album. Mm-hmm. <laughs> one album and she don't even be showing up for the concert like when you really break it down and i'm not, I'm not a hater because i enjoyed the album just like everybody else it was did. a great album but but let's be clear what has lauren hill really done like we got the fujis that's about it we got the one album the fujis you got there. and sister act two what else do we have she couldn't even show up to class and sister act two that's true Cause um D from Moesha was out here trying to um trying to ruin her career. It's crazy. Lauren Hill was telling y'all the entire time what she what she was gonna be in Sisterette. And she barely showed up for the performance. I just don't understand. Like, okay, so joyful, joyful, Lord, we adore. No matter how big of a fan you are, you gotta be realistic about, you know, about your fandom. Like, if they tell you Lauren Hill coming to the music factory, right? Why would you buy those tickets? At this point, I feel like Lauren Hill can sell water to a fish. If she if she comes, she gonna get there like three hours late. Like, what has Lauren Hill been selling, y'all? That one album, man. She can sell water to a fish. That one album. They loved it. She tried to make another one. It wasn't good. It wasn't good at all. Did she make another one? Yeah. She did like a like a like a unplugged type album. Like it wasn't like you know not a whole lot of like production to it. Oh, she thought she was her. Yeah, no, she wasn't. <laughs> no. You ain't built like that, Shotty. Yeah, dang. Um, Speaking of not being built like that, 
What are we talking about this week? We're talking about the man, the myth, <laughs> the legend, <laughs> Mr. Spillet T himself. Cat Williams, baby, y'all. Hey, shout out to hey we, and the way he broke it down on the end. So for those of you, for like the two of y'all who haven't seen at least portions of the Cat Williams um interview uh with Shannon Sharp. Uh, they said that that was like the second or third highest viewed interview in the history of YouTube, which is crazy. And like it got up to like 50 million views in like less than a week. I'm going to tell you one thing. I'm going to tell you one thing. Whether whatever say, Cat Williams is saying is completely fictional, whether it's completely factual. We need more interviews like that. We just need more people to just show up to the table and just start spilling the tea. Like everybody be going in the interviews, trying to protect their image, trying to protect the industry. But then, you know, people like Cat Williams come in and say, this is how it is. You know, there's another person. Everybody talk about Cat Williams, how Cat Williams be out there spilling the tea. Eddie Griffin used to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people that used to spill the tea, they just disappear out the face of the earth. Well, that's that's kind of what. So I don't know if you've ever like watched any uh, like Eddie Griffin stand up, but I once made the choice to go see him live. Mm. And it wasn't like one of those things where it was like, it's just Eddie Griffin. It was when I didn't Lauren Hill myself. I went and it was just like it was like five, six comedians. And Eddie Griffin was one of was one of the comedians. And like I hadn't watched him do stand up in a very long time. And let me tell you something. His brand of comedy is not for the mainstream. Right. He was he was dropping a lot of words that we are not allowed to use nowadays. You know how they be talking about how Dave Chappelle be like talking about the community and getting himself in trouble? Dave Chappelle will at least like try to talk intelligently about the issue. Not Eddie Griffin. Eddie Griffin tells you exactly what you don't want your uncle talking about. Um, at Thanksgiving, when they'd be like, "Hey, y'all, please get away from Rufus!" Like, it was just like, "Oh yeah, I see you coming in here with them shirts on." Like, whoa, whoa, whoa! That's how Eddie Griffin been t- been talking in this comedy, and this was like eight years ago. He's gotten more reckless now. Um, and so th- some of the stuff Cat Williams was saying, it's not like he's the only one who thinks these things. It's just people don't usually say these things out loud. Yeah, I would love to sit down with Cat Williams at a cookout. For what? I don't know, man. Just imagine all the things that he'll probably say. I think that's how people are. So everybody got them uncles, them aunts, them cousins. And the thing is, you can take them in short doses. And so, like, one of the things I disagree with you on is, like, we need more interviews like this. Sort of. I don't think we need everybody coming out and doing this. Oh, no, not everybody. Like, Cat Williams is at a status that... We want it. We want to hear from him. Like there are certain people, like, like, um, not to like talk about another podcast, but like Drink Champs, for example. When they was bringing in like, like legends in rap, mm-hmm. it was like, oh, I want to hear these stories. But then once it started going down to like the B level and C level artists, it was just like, I don't really want to hear their stories. Yeah. Like I want to hear this from Cat Williams, but I don't want to hear this from. Avion Crockett. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't really care what what you have to say about the subject. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, you know, <laughs> Columbus Short talk about. Yeah, I, I I agree with Cat Williams. Yeah, because I'll I'll give you an example. Corey Holcomb be out here talking this stuff all the time. 
Faison Love be out here talking like this all the time. Orlando Brown. Nobody cares. Um, but the main reason I wanted to bring up the Cat Williams thing, because, you know, we ain't talking about Cat Williams. We talking about y'all. Um, is the whole concept of taking the high road. Cat Williams said he was on there to tell the truth. And, you know, we can argue about if this man runs a 4140 or not. Um, that would <laughs> I don't I don't believe that. Well, he said he said he said he said he runs a four. Did he say a four? No, he said four flat four he's, he's, four one. He he was so specific. He was like, I can run like a four one six, like a four one six. And he said that today, <laughs> and he was saying when he was younger, he was running lower than that. And I was like, them one forties, brother. <laughs> Couldn't have been forties. You was drinking a forty. There ain't no way. Twenties, twenties, and thirties, or something like. He, he wasn't running no 40, 40 yards, bro. I need people to understand how fast that is. That is never. There's never been a time that fast at the NFL Combine. I'm gonna tell y'all. I'm gonna tell y'all how fast that is. Cat Williams at that point, at the age of ten or whenever he was running, was running faster than Usain Bolt. Come on, man. And we talking about like he 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 gapping you saying, <laughs> and then he took and then he took the additional step of I'm gonna go to a gym and I'm, I'm gonna show y'all how fast I am. And that's not even forty yards. That court ain't forty yards. Who who whose idea was that? And why didn't he have a shirt on? Right. So, but the but the point is, he said he was on there to tell the truth, and I and I am now convinced that you know taking the high road is overrated. Let me tell y'all this though. Let me put it to because a lot of people are like you know Cat Williams this, Cat Williams that, or like he may be lying or he may be out there just being messy and stuff. I really want like like Doc say taking the high road. Now I think taking the high road is one thing, but it's one thing to take the high road and then have everybody else still kind of like talking around your name. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what brought Cat Williams there is the fact that everybody was speaking around his name or around his industry, that is. And so many people are like, all right, man, I'm tired of all these people lying out here, especially when you know facts about somebody. You know, Teresa is out here telling everybody how she got her man and how faithful her man is and all this stuff. And you know that either Teresa cheating or her man cheating, but she keep going around telling the whole city how faithful and how happy her relationship is. And at some point... You get tired of people like saying, why can't y'all be more like Teresa? Y'all need to get y'all stuff together like Teresa. Y'all need to get a happy relationship like Teresa. And you're like, all right, here you go. Let's clear the air. First of all, <laughs> Teresa man was in my DMs last week asking me to take me on a date. And they've been married for three years. Not alone, not not to mention two years ago, I was letting Teresa sleep on my couch because her man kicked out. You know what I'm saying? Like at some point, you gotta get you get tired of like people just like putting this image. I think that's what happened with Kat. There's this image that was happening around with like the Steve Harveys and everybody Cedric the Entertainer. And then eventually you get to a point where and then Ricky Smiley coming out saying, like, you know, he the uh uh money Mike and stuff like that. You get to a point, you're like, all right, man. Everybody, y'all, y'all got to stop all that line. I think it's also uh, a thing that factors into it is the fact that they, these were situations that involved him directly. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to speak too much on this, but we are both familiar with the situation in which um, someone is trying to get some money back from somebody. 
Mm. And they have decided they were no longer going to take the high road and they were going to expose this person and say that this person owes them money. And they spoke very publicly about it on their social media platform. And some people were in the comments of that original post saying, oh, man, you need to take that down. You shouldn't even said that. And I was thinking to myself, no, leave it up. Yeah. Say what needs to be said. Pure entertainment. Because it's just like what you said. It was just like this person going around taking trips, wearing nice clothes, everybody talking about how well they're doing for themselves, and this person owes me money. No, no, no. You owe me some money, cuz. Yeah, 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 yeah. Before you take another trip, another vacation, I need my money back. And since you don't want to give me my money back, let me tell everybody else that you owe me money, and maybe they will compel you to give me my money back. I don't think... They still get the money, but that money ain't coming back. <laughs> that money is spent. Mm. Um, but that's kind of like where I, where I feel about like the Cat Williams situation. He was like some of these things that he was bringing up was like 10, 15, 20 years ago. You know what year the Kings of Comedy came out? Like 2001, ain't it? Yeah, like we're talking like over 20 years ago and he is still harboring ill will about Cedric the Entertainer stealing a joke from him. 20 plus years ago but that's okay the truth the truth has to come out eventually and i think the thing about like the cat williams situation as well is like it's one thing to tell um to be able to tell this stuff but like as as you telling it and the receipts keep popping up left and right Mm -hmm. like people like showing like when he was saying uh the steve harvey uh last thing they did where they was like the 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 comedy standoff or whatever, somebody found video of that. Oh yeah, but that somebody, some of the evidence has been there all along. It's just nobody th- thought to like piece it all together. Like, cause I remember when he when he did that whole thing with Steve Harvey, and like, sure enough, like the next thing I knew, Steve Harvey was bald. <laughs> like, <laughs> hold on. When we come back, I want to talk about lying. It's the unemployment lie. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. back right here on the unemployment line doc and larry p talking about cat williams and what i want to talk about right now is cat williams brought up something that was very very uh compelling to me and i want i want your thoughts on this 
Um, now, some of the feedback to Cat Williams, of course, was they felt like, you know, he was exaggerating or stretching the truth in some of his claims about himself, whether it be um, how many books he's read or um, how lie. fast he could run. That was a lie. But one thing he did bring up that I feel like checks out wasn't actually about him, but it was about Steve Harvey's hair. And my thing is, at what point is it okay to just flat out call somebody a liar on something like that? Because Cat Williams said it like it was a known fact in the industry. Like everybody knew he was lying about his hair, but we didn't know. Like Steve Harvey made money off of that hairline. Mm-hmm. And it was apparently a sew-in. So how how at what point is it okay to just flat out call somebody a liar? What point at what point do you intervene and say, listen, man? Because that's one of those things that didn't involve Cat directly. Like how you were talking about Teresa and the man cheating and all of that stuff. But she was involved in that situation. Steve Harvey's hair technically didn't involve Cat Williams, but he knew it was a lie. See, I think I think you have to I think you have to call somebody a liar to corroborate pretty much I guess part of your story, you know? The whole Steve Harvey line, I think that just that that just like you gotta come out there and just start throwing shots. Like giving truths that nobody even knows about. You know? Like, yeah, Teresa been Teresa been sleeping on my couch with her man cheating on her. But at the same time, let's talk about Pamela too. Because um <laughs> I want y'all to understand, like I ain't I ain't really just it ain't it ain't really just me just out here trying to spread like some stuff about Teresa. I want y'all to understand like all these people out here lying. I need and I need y'all to understand, like I'm telling the truth. You know, Teresa, because Teresa, her man could just be like, oh, uh, she over there lying. But nah, let's talk about Pamela now too. Good Pamela. Pamela been over there acting like she taking care of them kids with their child support money. And she ain't. She ain't. All them nails that she got, them bags she got, she keep showing off them Birkin bags and stuff like that. And them kids over there eating noodles. They calling my phone. They calling my phone saying, saying, hey, Auntie Sharonda, we hungry. My mama ain't been here in two days. Let me let me let me spread it out here for everybody now, because y'all need to understand these people out here are wilding, and I need y'all to know that I'm telling the truth. You gotta you you gotta start calling people lies just to let you let you know. Like, listen, I, you be like, hey, look, Sharonda been sitting back here taking all of this. Here's the problem though: when you are that person, when you when you're Sharonda in this situation, and you and you out here like telling these things, like then people scared to talk to you. Cause like then like you know Bernice comes in the situation like oh, Sharon I sure am glad you said something because I'm sick and tired of people lying. Well while we're at it Bernice can we talk about that time when we saw you out here with Susan See, and you are a married woman? Whoa 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 what I got to do with anything? It ain't it ain't it ain't about not talking to Sharonda. All Sharonda wants y'all to do is stop lying. Like, stop lying. That's all Cat Williams want people to do. Stop lying. And this is, again, why it is important to just both take the, tell the truth and stop trying to protect people from their lies. Because what happens is people then feel more compelled to do the right thing. If people can get away with doing the wrong thing, they're going to keep doing the wrong thing. But as soon as they know that somebody's going to call them out for that nonsense, then they will be more 
upfront and willing to make amends for the wrongs that they have done. And so it may not help your situation, but it might prevent them from being in that situation again. If you call out somebody for stealing money from you, what's probably going to happen is the next person they tried to grift, they're going to be like, wait, 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 I heard about you. And so like that's that's the other situation. People may feel less compelled to do business with somebody like a Steve Harvey or a Ricky Smiley or something like that because of the things that Cat Williams said. Now they're now they're sitting around thinking, you know what? Oh, oh no, I done heard about you. I ain't fooling with you. You going around the whole city telling everybody about how much of a basketball player you are you know, I used to play with the Greeks. I used to I used to, I used to play with uh with Dwayne Wade in AAU. I used to play with uh, 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 Bosch, AAU. I would have been just up there with them if I didn't blow my knee out. And Sharonda come out saying, Sharonda come out saying, Chad keep lying to everybody talk about he would have been up there if he didn't blow his knee out. The reason Chad ain't in the league is because Chad couldn't go to class on time. And he got kicked out because he had a 1.5 GPA. Here's his transcript. <laughs> Chad keep lying to y'all how good he was. Chad was stupid. Chad dumb. Y'all don't. If y'all talk to Chad, y'all know Chad dumb. <laughs> so that that makes me think about. Um, did you see? Uh, oh, I know you've seen it. Uh, Stephen A. Smith talking about Jason Whitlock. Mm-hmm. This is another situation where it was just like, you know what? Enough is enough. Like I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say what needs to be said, and, and sure enough. You know, other people popped up to be like, you know, Stephen A. Smith telling the truth. Mm-hmm. But the concern is the the idea of getting, quote unquote, out of character. Like Stephen A. Smith went on there and was just like, you know, before I even go on, I'm going to tell you, I already had to call my pastor and apologize. And I've had to tell my sisters that, you know, the version of me you're about to see. It's not. It's not who I am, but somebody. It, it needs to be said. I like that. I like that version, Steve. <laughs> Did you tell him that? <laughs> you fat piece of. I was like, I was like Stephen A. <laughs> I, I've never seen this side of you, but I kind of like. It. You you need to get like this more often, big dog. That's what I want to see. Ten a.m. on first tape, right? <laughs> Stephen A. How do you feel about the Dallas Cowboys? Yeah, I've already talked to my pastor about this, and I need to talk to Jerry Jones. (laughs) Jerry Jones, did you tell him? Did you tell him you didn't know how to pick a coach? You lying piece of... Whoa, whoa, Stephen A. This is a Disney platform. I need Stephen to get on there by Skip Bayless. (laughs) Skip Bayless, did you tell him? (laughs) Did you tell him that, Skip? (laughs) <laughs> I need, I need, we need more we need more wild Stephen what, A out there. what was funny about it is he asking questions like the person's there did you tell him that he's not going to answer you <laughs> Cat Williams got everybody acting out of character in, 20, and, in 2024 just started and what makes what Cat Williams situation is so funny is Cat Williams came there to answer the questions that he wanted to answer he didn't care what Shannon Sharp asked him realize that Cat Williams sat on that couch and Shannon didn't say anything Shannon Sharp said so uh, Cat Williams welcome to the show thank you for inviting me Shannon First, I would like to talk about Ricky Smiley. Like, whoa, 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 cat. 
The cat had his <laughs> own agenda. <laughs> he didn't ask me. But that that juxtaposed against Stephen A, who's just sitting there by himself. <laughs> I ain't never been that mad sitting by myself. <laughs> like, like eventually you calm down. He was making himself more upset as he was sitting there talking about Jason Whitlock. Like, nobody else is here. Did you tell him? No. Who are you asking this to, Stephen? Answer that. <laughs> yeah, nah. Um, but now, like I said, man, cat, cat, cat. People like cat. People like Stephen A. It only becomes an issue. You only have to clear the air when there is a, I guess, a perception that the other person or the other people are painting that things are a lot brighter than they look. Like the grass is a lot greener, and you know for a fact that that grass ain't real. I think it comes off though, like. It comes off bad when you've held on to it too long. And this is another reason why I say it's like, just don't don't feel compelled to like take the high road every time. Because when you hold on to stuff for that long, Mm -hmm. like I think that's why it looks so comical. Like Stephen A sitting there by himself, because these are things that he's been holding on to for like 10, 15, 20 years of stuff. And it's the same thing with Cat Williams. It's like, why Cat? Why all these people catching strays? It's because he probably wanted to say something then. And now he's mad at himself for never saying anything because these people have profited from these lies. Mm -hmm. Like Steve Harvey, Ricky Smiley, they've built whole careers off of things that Cat Williams feels are lies. Like somebody stole some jokes. You stole the jokes. That prompted them to give you TV shows and movies and then shift you over into television and radio. And Cat Williams is looking at it like, man, that probably should be me or that should at least be somebody else. But it's them because they lied their way into a job and say something. Call these people out. Call them out for being liars fat, in the moment. Fat Faison liars. A fat Faison lie. That's wild. You can't. Every movie you Faison, every movie your shirt is off. That's good points. Faison Love said it's easy to get a Netflix special. How many Netflix specials Faison got? Cedric the Entertainer's special is not available on Netflix or, or Tubi. <laughs> <laughs> Why Tubi got to catch strays? <laughs> Tubi should catch strays. Tubi should catch strays because Tubi will allow anything to be. Tubi is basically the YouTube of streaming platforms. Mm. Like, like anybody could start a YouTube channel. Anybody could go in there and start putting stuff on YouTube. Now, rather not people choose to view it or not is a different story. But you don't need like any like. You just you just need an email account. I'm gonna tell you my gripe with Tubi. It's grown men and grown women in them Tubi movies. Mm-hmm. Like 50, 60 years old. And I be thinking, you this you this big old person still pursuing the acting acting career. And you can't act. You got to give that up. You know. We always see like that one friend that want to be a rapper, but you know they decided just to become a manager of Verizon, mm-hmm. and um, because they realize their rapper career is over. But you don't really see too many actors and actresses out there because we don't know that many. But they out there just like them, like them want to be rappers. This is tough because I don't want to sit on this show and tell somebody to you know like give up their dream or whatever. But you gotta have realistic dreams, you know. When I was in my late teens, early 20s, 
I thought, you know, I'd be a, a nationally syndicated radio host. When I was like 23, I said, I need to get a job. And like, and ever since then, that that's the way I functioned. Now, I look at somebody like who's an actor on Tubi. What's to say that these people don't got real jobs in the daytime and that, you know, ain't like you see people in these Tubi movies multiple times. It's like somebody came around with an iPhone and was just like, hey, man, y'all want to be in my movie? Yeah, I, I do want to be an actor. And they act in that one movie. It don't hit. And then, you know, they go back to working at Home Depot. You know, it's a terrible actor. A little Meech. Was he in um, BMF? I've never seen it. Terrible actor. You know who else is a terrible actor? Tariq St. Patrick. When we, we come back, no, nope, we got we got three minutes left. No, no, I just, I just, we got three minutes left. No, don't, don't, don't try to get out of this. I'm not getting out of it. I've always felt that way about Tariq St. Patrick. It's just not believable. His char- his character is not believable. We we've talked about this. Like he's terrible. But like let, let's let's talk about this. Power book to whatever ghost. Who was a good actor in the power series? That is that's the real question. I think the I think the first part, I think the first portion of power was had good acting. Power is a high end version of what to power is what Tubi aspires to be. They they hope that of these millions of shows that they put on there, that one of them could become power. Because that's what think about this. What did in, does anybody watch on the Stars Network other than Power and um, what's the other show that was that was on there? P Valley. I don't, I don't know about a real watch P Valley either. Well, I'm like, saying it was for a period of time people were watching yeah, P Valley. P Valley got too, uh, you know, a little. <laughs> P Diddy be wanting a party, and, and you, you got, got to, to tell, tell him no. no. <laughs> you got to tell him no, baby. <laughs> <laughs> that, that that's what happened. That's what P Bellamy on. You guys to tell him no. They went too. They went too far left. They they had something good going, and they opened Pandora's box. And I don't know what happened after that. Nobody wants to watch P Valley anymore because they are their eyes are scarred. P Valley has scarred the eyes of millions of Americans. When we come back. I want to talk about the difference between talent and opportunity. It's the unemployment line. And we're back right here on the unemployment line. Doc and Larry P talking about Cat Williams. And before we left, we we were talking about the Stars Network. Um, But follow me here because I'm going to bring this back to our original point mm-hmm. but I'm going to start here because we left off talking about uh, stars and P-Valley but I, we got away from our my power question and my power question was who on that show was actually doing a good job at acting on power? Yeah and and, and, and for context I'm only familiar with the original power series and some of Ghost. I haven't watched any of Force and any of Raising Canaan, so I can't really speak to those any of the actors on those two. I think Ghost did a pretty good job. Amari Hardy did a good job. 
he did a good job for a while. It it came it it was like he became the actor playing Ghost a little too much for me versus actually just playing the role. Like he he started going a little bit over the top at times. Like where what what I mean by that it was like it got to a point where it was like this is not even believable. Mm. Now, like this is not this is not realistic. Um but if we're talking about people who did a bad job of acting on that show, which Angela, is an Angela Valdez. Angela Valdez was terrible. Hated her. Um all of the kids. I was so happy when Raina died. Raina was such a bad actress. I was like, I shoot her again. Yeah, I won't even say she's a bad actress. She was bad on the show. She wasn't she wasn't believable. Um my favorite person in the series isn't a very wasn't very good at acting, Tasha. Yeah, Tasha definitely wasn't. She good. wasn't. She wasn't good. Um, I would say Tom. Tommy is a good actor. Tommy, I will say Tommy's good. But I think, I think, I think, if you know Tommy's catalog, I don't know the dude's name. I think Power like was like that one, the one movie that he. I mean, the one film or one acting character that he actually like could finally fit because he's tried to play like a bunch of different characters. He's like, uh. Eh. He just turned out to be like that corny white boy. Mm. But uh, Tommy just seemed to be like that person. And maybe, who knows, He maybe he's that, that guy that my best friend is black and maybe he's that person. Maybe. But I mean, I don't really even feel like he, like, it's not like he acts like stereotypically black at all in the show. It's like... No, I mean, but he does a good job playing Tommy. Yeah, his role is basically play crazy. He's crazy. Yeah. Um, But like Lala, bad. Oh, Lala's um, terrible. If you jump to the uh, to the Ghost series, uh, oh no! The only reason Zeke, people, oh my gosh, my boy Zeke. The only reason, <laughs> the only reason people are watching Ghost at this point is because they want to see. Is because everybody watched Power and they want to see what happens next. Mm-hmm. That's the only reason. Like if 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 Power never existed and Fifty was to come out and just give us Ghost, that show would be canceled. And so this is what I mean by like talent versus opportunity. Like some of these people are still on this show getting checks just because they got cast originally. I think if they could go back and recast Tariq St. Patrick, they would. But you can't now because you hired him to be ghost son on the original series and you can't just switch who's who's Tariq now. Mm. No matter how bad Michael Rainey Jr. is doing at that job. Like, it's just like, ah, like, here we go. But we got to continue with the story. Everybody's invested into the story. And so when I look at some of the stuff Cat Williams is saying, like, you see that, you know, I realize I never found Ricky Smiley to be funny. Mm. Never found him to be funny. But he got an opportunity to host a radio show, and then he's the host of the radio show. Well, that's really, like, Ricky Smiley, like, you got to find your niche, right? And um, Ricky Smiley found that niche. A lot of people, like a lot of people that are famous today, tell me a time Ricky Smiley was funny when he wasn't in a dress. No, I'm kidding. Um, and that's really where it started, <laughs> though. That's why I was going with that. Like he, his niche was his niche was Bernie's Jenkins. His niche was like those prank phone calls. prank phone calls. Yeah, and, like he got he took that platform, and um, then he ended up a uh, little Daryl. You know, um, on Comedy View, and he took that platform and just ran with it. And and you know, you got to think about it. The Kings of Comedy came out in two thousand one. Ricky Smiley was already out 
doing like Lil Daryl and all the stuff that he was doing. But unfortunately, he wasn't funny enough to be on the Kings of Comedy tour. Mm-hmm. So he took that lane and just ran with the prank phone calls. And he built, I guess, whatever empire he has out of that. And he got a radio show. But sometimes you just got to like find your niche and just keep keep tapping in on that one niche. Like sometimes you can't be uh, Steve Harvey or, 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 or uh, Bernie Mac. You, you got to be prank call Ricky. Yeah. And, and, and that, and I think that's also like, you look at the way that Steve Harvey structures his radio show. And I've listened to like a, a good bit and he has always been a person who's been smart enough to put talent around him. Mm-hmm. So like, if you listen to his show, like it's a, it's a well-produced, it's a well-produced outfit. Like it's not all about like, Oh, we tuning in because Steve Harvey is so entertaining. You're tuning in because it's a well-produced show. It's like, you got, you got his co-host kind of carry the show mm-hmm. and he's just kind of the, 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 the facilitator. He he's was, the name on the show. The name on the show is pretty much all he, like you said, I don't think anytime I've listened to the Steve Harvey show that I listened to it being like, I'm waiting for Steve to talk. Mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, nephew, Tommy, nephew Tommy prank phone call mm-hmm. the the strawberry letter mm-hmm. uh, just other stuff and then Steve may come in and may say something every now and again but I ain't, I ain't tuning into that like the only thing that Steve Harvey has done is put a name on that show I mean even his even his TV show like I would argue he wasn't like in any way like the funniest part of his own TV show he's not the funniest part of Family Feud I think he's entertaining on Family Feud. No, no, but no. Family, you got But Family Feud gotta, is Family Feud. Fam, what makes Family Feud funny is because Steve is surrounded by people in different answers, and he can go off of that. Mm-hmm. If Steve Harvey was to just be on Family Feud, and they'd be like, Steve, make Family Feud funny. He couldn't do that. Here's one thing Drew I've noticed. Drew Carey could have did the same thing Steve Harvey did. Come on now. Drew, Drew Carey's struggling with Price is Right. Well, that's because that's the Price is Right, and it's not Family Feud. That's true. Because, I mean, like, Price is Right is still on, believe it or not. But it ain't, if it ain't Bob, it ain't it ain't Price is Right to me. Yeah, you can't, I mean, you can put Steve Harvey on the Price is Right and it'll be, it's, it's kind of hard to just make that show comical. But here's one of the things I've noticed about um, Family Feud, a couple other game shows, but, like, namely Family Feud and the newlywed game. Y'all think about intercourse a lot. And so, like, there's a lot of questions on these game shows that are related to getting it in. And when's the last time you did whoopee? Yeah, bruh. The new the newlywed game, they be wildin'. We did whoopee in the car. <laughs> Tell me one thing that really gets your husband going. Uh, when I wear those pants, you he said. When you wear those pants, like, what? bro, that's all y'all think about. I was on a this cruise. the middle of the day. I was on a cruise. I was on a cruise, and you know they do like the little games in like the middle of the cruise and stuff. They did the newlywed game in the middle of the cruise. One of the questions that they asked, they said, <laughs> they said, if your husband could sleep with one of your friends, what? Which one would he choose? And I was sitting there like. Oh, this is this is bad. First of all, this is bad. <laughs> there are certain things that you should not answer in mixed company, and there's certain things you shouldn't answer at all. 
fellas, I'm gonna tell you right now, that's one of the ones you should not answer at all. Or you should give an answer that is so ridiculous that communicates to her that you refuse to answer that question. Like you gotta pick like the least attractive of her friends. You don't pick no, you don't pick any of her friends. (laughs) (laughs) Don't pick any of them. It's a lose lose situation. If you pick the least attractive, she'd be like, oh, like that's the one. And if you pick the most attractive, then she's like, oh, you think she's prettier than me? Like, you don't you you lose. You lose either way. (laughs) And no matter what she tells you, like, no, it's not okay. Cause now every time you're around this person because you chose to answer the question. Like it's just gonna be like, oh, she's like, oh no, I done left Fred in there with with uh, I can't think of no fake name right now. I'm all fake named out. I done named them all in the first segment. <laughs> oh, so you just say, oh, your your girl Lisa just texted me. What, what, what you mean, my girl? Oh, you know why it's your girl? I'm like, oh, but, uh, but that, I thought we was just playing a game. We was on a cruise. They told me to answer. <laughs> we had cocktail shrimp. And, and, and you know, I had had uh, uh, a few uh, mojitos, and, you, you and told, I was just answering the question. You said it was all good. You told me good. it was a safe space. Was, I thought it was good. You said it was a safe space. We even joked about it. You remember afterwards we had them drinks, and you was like, "Ha ha, Lisa, ha 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 ha," and I was say, "Yeah, Lisa, ha ha," and we had another drink. I thought we was cool. What happened? What happened? I thought we was in the Vegas zone. What happened to the Vegas zone? What happened? We when we got off the boat, everything changed. Now every time now 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 I gotta be uncomfortable every time I'm around Lisa. Oh, you uncomfortable around Lisa? <laughs> I didn't even mean it like that. I didn't mean it like that. Matter of fact, I'm gonna take a walk. You walking to go see Lisa? What? God, show. Now Lisa, now 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 y'all can't be friends with Lisa no more. Now Lisa trying to figure out why 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 every time I come around Fred be acting like that. Mm. What does mm mean? <laughs> Fred be acting kind of different. Honestly, you be acting kind of different too. What's going on? But yeah, I, I just wanted to point that out. Um, that America, y'all, y'all, y'all kind of fresh. Uh, and I, I want y'all to explore that and figure out why why that may be. Uh, but to, but to summarize today's show, I would just like to say, um, I want y'all to not have an unnatural support of losers. Um, because I think that was the I think that's the biggest gem of the interview is that y'all don't have to support. Support losers. You, you don't have, have to defend them. You have a strong allegiance to liars. Whatever. No, he said you have a you have an unnatural allegiance to losers, and that's <laughs> unlike you. <laughs> I was like, Jesus, brother. What is this Aristotle? <laughs> what are you talking about? But the other thing I noticed is like if you let somebody just talk for like three hours, they'll say some smart stuff. Like, but don't let the clips fool you. Like it was three hours of rambling. Yeah. Hands down. It was like three straight hours of a man rambling, which makes me believe that, you know, a lot of the stuff he somebody probably could do a very similar interview about him is what I'm saying. Um, and I think people have attempted, but they're just not nearly as entertaining or, or or interesting. I just hate it. How like when Shannon Sharp asked certain questions, like it seemed like he was going into like another zone. So like, you and Suge Knight, y'all still cool? And then he get quiet and says, me and Suge, yes, we're fine. He's doing good. Like, cat, what the, What was that? What, who was that? Here's what it is. Shannon Sharp does interviews the way that, like, somebody who 
was taught how to do interviews does. He doesn't ask like questions like he just asks the most basic questions. And like sometimes the person he's interviewing is just entertaining enough to like kind of carry it. This is the problem with like interview based programs is one of the reasons we don't do an interview based program it's like because you're so beholden to well if the guest isn't entertaining then this is not going to be an entertaining show but shannon asked questions like tell me about your childhood growing up boy when did you know you were funny like these are very very basic surface level questions it's you just got accepted to to pinbrook and that's a private school so you was married once oh you weren't married i'm sorry <laughs> do you think about getting married like, like what, what does that, this have to do with anything? I didn't put that on the script. Yeah, yeah. Yo, oh, I saw you. I saw you trying to move away from that one. Um, but yeah, I, I think it was. Um, you, you like my liquor? I didn't write that on there, but uh, that would be a good one to put on the next one. <laughs> he be selling that liquor now. He be he be he be trying to sell that liquor. I I I will not pay that much for a bottle of alcohol. But he How be much trying is to. It? I don't I don't know. We can look it up when we when we call the show off. Shea by Laportier. Yeah, I wouldn't buy that because I don't drink brown like that. You know, you all you don't oh, I just I drink brown. I can't drink no cognac. Cognac? I don't need to see how y'all drink some of that stuff. Slits malt liquor. Cognac tastes like cognac. And that is not good. Like cognac. It's the unemployment line. This has been a podcast presentation from the Forecast Media Podcast Network. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and tell a friend about us. For more great content, visit us on pushplaypods.com.